The Koi Gig Pod. I wouldn't care if Megan Campbell didn't have hamstrings left. If yeah. she just stood on the sideline, she has to play. And subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Delighted to be joined by the now three-time League of Ireland winning manager, Stephen Bradley. How does that sound? <laughs> yeah, it sounds nice. <laughs> uh, so it didn't happen on Sunday night uh, against Derry, the grand finale. Uh, Derry lose last night. Where were you? Were you watching us? No, I was actually at a talk. I went to watch Charles in UCD last night. Um, so Ever the I professional. <laughs> so I wouldn't watch it. And we have UCD in, in a couple of weeks, so yeah. I went to watch that. Um, but I kept hearing the, the, the result, obviously, everyone was telling me. So was there a little celebration last night? Yeah, just a little. We uh, went home and, and um, the staff got together and, uh, and we had one or two shandies. Ah, very good, very good. Uh, this is the difference between being a player and a manager. Gary O'Neill was saying he had a Nando's on the couch. They don't get to <laughs> properly celebrate. <laughs> no, the players have a game Thursday, which is, uh, yeah, we have to prepare for Thursday and then Sunday. So you don't get much time, obviously. And at the end of the season, I'm sure they'll have a, a drink or two. When you were sitting down last night and uh, reminiscing over the season, what are the moments that stand out as been really critical to, to winning this league? There's been lots of moments throughout the season. Uh, that's why winning the league is the hardest thing because there's so many challenges throughout the season. Um, but I think Shells a couple of weeks back stands out in terms of the last few seconds of the game. Um, Rory's finish, I think that really swung momentum in our favour. Because it was clear from very early on from was the second week of the season up in Derry when they get that win that they were going to run you close that there was a real quality to that side of the three does this does this feel like the most hard fought one? Um, yeah just because of uh, group stages of Europe and the fact we've been playing uh, two or three games a week since the summer so it's definitely been the hardest one in that regard um, but that makes it more enjoyable when you actually do go and get it done and it's been difficult as well with injuries and managing injuries. You know, people point to the squad depth, but you've really needed it with you know, Pico Lopez been out for so long, Jack Byrne struggling and struggling to play a full 90 minutes even when he was fully fit. Uh, Graham Burke, it felt like he probably never fully got going as well. You've really utilised every member of that squad across the season. Yeah, we spoke the first day of pre-season as a group saying what our aims were and, um, and, and understanding that if we, if we got to achieve some of them that we'd need everybody to play their part. Um, uh, and the group have been incredible at buying into that and understanding that uh, there's been weeks that they won't play and then there's been weeks where they might play two or three games in that week so they've been fantastic as individuals and the team and in, in that regard in terms of understanding when it's time to, their time to stand up that they're ready Because on the outside that would have been one of the questions early in the season is how you get that balance of, of talking to a Graham Burke or a Danny Mandrian saying actually you're going to sit this one out for the first hour like they're not easy conversations to have with players who, who feel they're amongst the best in the league and should never be sitting on a bench Yeah the top players that's the reason they're here um, but I think we've built that relationship over time that we can have them conversations and, and they understand that everything we do is around the group um, and always has been always will and, and if we feel that there's one individual that feels that he's above that or doesn't buy into that well then they, they don't belong here and um, so I think it's important that the right characters are here to allow you to be able to rotate like we do. Uh, you don't want to talk about individuals, I'm sure, but I'm going to force you on a couple of them from uh, back and from front. Uh, Alan Manis, 40 years of age. I know how I was creaking getting out of bed this morning. He's been exceptional. It's hard to think of a game where he didn't make a couple of big saves. Yeah, incredible. Um, I think uh, a lot of people at the start of the year were looking at his age and, and thinking, can he be the keeper he was? I think he's been. this has probably been his best year since he's been back. I think he's been fantastic. 
Um, he's made big saves in, uh, in vital moments in, in games throughout the season. And um, he's been brilliant around the dressing room. Um, he, he's been fantastic. And at the other end, Rory Gaffney, you said after the game you feel you know he's been the best player in the league this season. Like at 33, are, are you in, in any way a bit surprised as to the level he got? Even watching him on, on uh, last Friday night, like it was men against boys at times, the strength that he has, the control, he, he, the confidence that he seems to have in himself at the moment. No, I'm not surprised. I played with Rory before he went to England. Um, and I knew the quality he had I seen up close. And, and when you know his character, um, you know he just has to be right in terms of injuries and then what you what we've been seeing all year you, you get from him like you know um i think he's i've said it already I, for me he's the best player in the country this year i don't think anyone comes close to him i think he's uh he's been unplayable at times like he was against st pats um and he's, he's had to manage the last four weeks with, with a bad injury he, he's just uh been very rare to be in training he's just been going game to game so uh yeah, he's been like I. I feel he's been the best player in the country. When a team has been as successful as Shamrock Rovers, there's going to be an awful lot of scrutiny, and particularly in the last few weeks. Even though you've been closing in on the title, it seems to have increased because of Europe and the results. And even I think the at the cup game against Derry and the rotation. How have you found that process of having to rotate and maybe not being able to put out the team you want? all the time because I suppose for the supporters these are huge games for them and they're looking going like we want to win everything mm. yeah no I, I totally understand that and I understand people from the outside uh, being slightly disappointed at times in terms of uh, we're not playing what they would consider the best team but I said from the start that I trust the group if you're here you're here because I feel you contribute to the team and the group um, we all know you're at your best when you're playing the same 11 week in week out but you also got to be sensible and, and, and you can't do that. You look around Europe at the moment, Liverpool, Arsenal, Celtic, uh, they're all making changes uh, when they've got big games and we're no different. Um, and when you make so many changes, it does disrupt your rhythm and uh, and uh, definitely hurts the team. But you have to think of the players' welfare and, and, and understanding that it's a long, long season and make sure they're ready for it. Do you feel there's an opportunity now in the last two European games then with the pressure off, with the league campaign done, for the players to really go and express themselves and show what they're about in Europe? I think, look, I think some of the, a lot of the criticism has been really harsh in, in Europe. I think uh, Joe Garden's at home, you watch the game, we should win the game. Uh, Molder last week, we should win the game. They score a first goal, it's three yards offside. We had real chances to win the game. Um, Molder away, we deserve to get beat. We, that was a totally different game. I take responsibility for that. We were thinking of the league coming uh, on the Sunday. Um, and get the way we shouldn't win the game, but we have chances to get a point out of it. So um, I think, again, a lot of people look at results-based rather than performance. And when you break down the performances, we've had Ghent where we were just OK, Maldo away where we were really poor. Other than that, we've been good. And if, if we bring that into Torsti, I, I feel we can we can go and win the game. How difficult a decision was that Molde away one? That maybe it's justified now because you're the champions, but you know, you're a manager, you've got your own ambitions, you want to show Europe mm. what you're about as well. To make that sacrifice, it probably, I'm sure, it didn't rest easy on your shoulders. No, it wasn't nice. Um, it's not something you want to do. Uh, but my my thought process has to be the bigger picture for the team and the club. Um, and our bigger picture was was uh, was shells on the Sunday. Um, and like you said, it's not nice standing there. Um, I felt we we can have a go at Malda like we showed at home. But you got to be sensible and think of the travel. You got to think of the distance the players are going to cover. And I've got to minimise that as much as possible. And uh, we did that on the night. But well, what comes with that is a, 
is a poor performance and, and you get beat 3-0 quite comfortably I don't think we had a shot which never really happens for us um, but look Roy Gaffney turns one in the 94th minute three days later and yeah well I, I think if, if we don't if we go there and, and open up and, and cover 13-14k and have a right go at them I don't think you have the five or six players going till the 94th minute against Shells that we had on the Sunday so um, like I said our job as staff is to look at a bigger picture You had a couple of very important weeks personally in the middle of the summer firstly on the football side the decision to stay at Shamrock Rovers and not go to Lincoln again a decision now that uh, looks like a, a very wise one can you give us your reflections on that period and, and your thought process yeah just like I said Lincoln I said at the time are a very good club and have real plans and really good people behind them um, and they're going to be successful in their way um, I've no doubt they will be uh, but I felt that that we don't finish business I felt we were at a really good moment uh, when I spoke to the board I spoke to, to people who advised me and, and um, I, I spoke to the players and I felt we had we had unfinished business and, and um, yeah look I'm, I'm the type when you make a decision uh, you don't look back you go with it and, and uh, that's, that's exactly what I've done I made the decision and I was really happy with it It came around a time of massive personal turmoil as well you spoke about your son Josh and his illness and talking to Gary O'Neill there he said that was a real factor in the players' minds over recent weeks that they knew every victory gave you and the family a bit of happiness, a bit of joy. Like from the outside football, it's very hard for people to know what's going on. How has that been for you? Been in here every day, been at matches. I'm sure in one way it's a distraction, but at the same time it takes you away from probably where you want to be. Yeah, it's been a brilliant release for me uh, to come in every day and, and work with these players and the staff and take my mind off uh, what's been the toughest year of our lives um, but I think the players I asked the players when it happened to uh, to do everything possible to, to allow us Josh to lift that trophy for us and, and get the medal and and um, they've more than held their end of the bargain they've been incredible and in, in how they've gone and done that um, for themselves for the club and, and uh, for the staff but for Josh so um, yeah, I'll be forever uh, in the death. Yeah, I'd say he woke up a happy young lad this morning and hopefully Sunday night against Derry can fully enjoy those celebrations. Yeah, hopefully he's well enough to, to come to the game and and um, and celebrate with the players because, again, um, they've done it for him and, and he'll be the happiest little boy in Ireland on, on Sunday. You, as a manager, of course, say we don't talk about three in a row. Uh, you know, Gary said it was brought up about getting the second star the 20th league title is actually something that now forever for their careers they're going to be able to look back at Shamrock Rovers and see two stars and go we were the players mm. we were the group like, there must be a, an enormous satisfaction in that that you've made that, that history over the past few weeks yeah that was our aim uh, we spoke about this at the start of the year that um, I wanted this group to be the group that put the second star on the jersey because like you said when we're long gone um, we'll always be that team that's that's uh, recognised as the team that got that second star and that's something that can never be taken away from you um, and we, we've done that um, now we've we've got to enjoy it and then see how we get four, four in a row five. come on four in a row yeah we've got to see 35 how, years is it how, since four in a row how we get how we get four and uh, hopefully we can get four and how we get five that has to be the plan we have to think like that and we can't stop we can't think job is done uh, we enjoy this we celebrate this because you have to and we will um, but then when we uh, next year it's about gone for four and then go for five uh, 37 years of age three time league winning manager do you ever worry about peaking too early <laughs> <laughs> I probably have peaked already too. Um, no I think it's about hunger it's about your desire to want to improve um, 
and, and right now that's definitely definitely born in inside well done Stephen enjoy Thanks the celebrations much. thank you I will